All right, Dr. Bino, I'm very happy to have you here in the conversation with us this morning. Uh, yeah, I'm in the morning. beautiful city of Verona. Actually, it's morning here. Anyway, you tell me if it is not morning where you are. Uh, <laughs> so, how is the situation where you are? Let, let us know because here it's 9 31 this morning. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi A14. And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now, let's get started with this episode. So, good morning to you, Obehi. This is uh, Binu James Matthew from Muscat, which is a capital of uh, Sultanate of Oman. And Oman is within the Gulf Governing Council that is called the GCC area, which is in the Middle East. I think many of you might know about the Middle East. Uh, and this is one of the countries which is very beautiful in the, in the scenic beauty and a lot of beautiful landscape all around and the time now is 12:35 here in the afternoon we're going to be talking about you because in this podcast we we love to talk about people your background yes. where you are coming from and what you do now help us to understand it let help us to understand you yes. uh, a little bit about your background as a young boy growing up tell us something yeah right let me talk about a brief uh, you know, history of myself. I was born in a state in India, southern state of Kerala. Um, I think many of you might know that because lots of immigrant workers, many expat workers all across the world are from this small state of India called Kerala. Uh, Kerala has a 100 percentage literacy. Uh, there are lots of educated, qualified graduates. The only thing is, you know, you might not find a lot of jobs there. So people move out of the job. So that's a basic push factor to come out of the state and to come out of the country. So I was in Mumbai for my uh, job, basically, after my master's in English and another master's in research that is MPhil. I came to Mumbai in search of a job and I got a job in a month's time. And then I had the opportunity to join the Indian Institute of Technology, the IIT Bombay, as a research scholar. So I was in Mumbai um, in 1995, 96 onwards, uh, doing my PhD as well as working in a college under University of Mumbai. Perhaps IIT has transformed my career, my perspective altogether. So when I finished my PhD in 2002, um, I again looked forward to other opportunities. And that's how I came to Oman, Muscat Oman. So here I work in a government college. Uh, and uh, I started teaching English language initially, then moved on to, you know, what is, there was a big difference when I moved from India to Oman. In India, there was a lot of importance given to, you know, uh, literature, okay, language as well as literature. In fact, all our graduate programs are language and literature. Whereas when you came, when I came to Oman, Muscat Oman, here it's more of language-based curriculum. Here it's more more of functional English, more of communicative English rather than uh, the literature per se. Although there are courses run with the literature. So initially, I started with the language learning, uh, language teaching, and uh, later on, I did my CELTA. I, you might, I think many of you might know about CELTA, the Cambridge University's uh, teaching certificate, CELTA, which is a very rigorous program, which again redefined my way of teaching because till the time I was having a very traditional approach towards teaching, and CELTA has transformed my approaches to teaching greatly, I must tell you. That's and that is really lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah, so yeah. much, Obey. Yeah. You're welcome. And yeah, go ahead. So, and then, yeah, I did an MBA also, uh, further to which when I was in Oman, okay, I did a, an MBA here as well. So, that gave me perspective into the business world. And so, as I mentioned previously, the uh, the focus was on communicative English. And then, then here I found that there's a lot of demand for business communication. 
there's a lot of demand for work based communication that's where i focused on and then i moved from the general language teaching the ielts training that is conducted here i was training the students for the ielts to the undergraduate program which i used yeah. to do when i was in bombay and i started with business communication entrepreneurship employability skills which give a lot of uh, thrust of focus on uh, communicative english and basically the soft skills uh, that's, that's really, very interesting that's where we're going to spend most of our time today no? uh, yes. in your writing no? but anyway before we get there just now i sort of have some curiosity uh, looking at uh, your background coming from India. You know, India and Nigeria had independence the same year. At the time oh. of independence in 1916, uh, people mm. were saying that the country of Nigeria was having a lot of uh, future, able to uh, go the same way, of course, the same road with a lot of the people that were, a lot of the country that were having independence at the time. But uh, the country, Nigeria, have not done uh, a lot of investment in human development. So yes. we see that India is moving a lot ahead, whereas countries like uh, Nigeria, uh, because they have already invested a lot in the people, in terms of um, right. uh, entrepreneurship and uh, tech, for example, uh, there is a little we can really boast of in terms of uh, technology. So uh, now, in the online world today, I have some, a lot of friends from India who are in the tech industry. So right. I don't know if you want to say anything, particularly within the area of the development of entrepreneurship in India, and particularly in the tech industry. Say anything about that, please. Yeah, Behi, um, as you rightly mentioned, uh, and I was pre previously also indicated that India uh, churns out a lot of educated and qualified uh, personnel, uh, which are of high demand across the world, particularly the Silicon Valley in the US. Um, um, Maybe one reason or the other, when you compared the South Africa to India, yeah, we know that you know we got independence almost at the same time, and we almost have the great leaders like you know Mahatma Gandhi or Nelson Mandela from the other side. Um, you know, further down the line, we can see that the priority of giving job employment employment uh, may not be sufficiently looked into, and as a result, maybe as you said, necessity is the mother of invention. Many people have become natural entrepreneurs because there is scarcity of job. I mean, it was a natural process. If you don't find job, you create something of your own. So that I think perhaps uh, led to the you know the growth of entrepreneurship. Many people have set up their own firms. Uh, you know, a lot of dot com companies. I remember when I was in the two thousands early, a lot of dot com companies have mushroomed everywhere in India. Out of that, you know, a handful of them still survived and they thrived the market. And many people have merged into that. Many people went to different countries, migrated to different countries across the world. So perhaps your question to uh, the immigrant workers and the, especially the software companies, you know, this one which is there, you know, I've said many jokes about why there are lots of software graduates from India because of the Indian language, which has very similarity <laughs> with the science code, the codes in the, uh, the computer codes. Well, apart from that, I think the main reason is, you know, we were pushed to finding out our own jobs and, you know, ventures that we have to take the risk to find out where we can find some place, some kind of a foothold to continue with our life. Mm -hmm. And that is interesting. That is really interesting. Because, for example, you look at the Anidia, Hedy, Google, look at Microsoft, look at other big tech in, uh, yeah. in the Silicon Valley and in the world of technology, basically globally today. Of course, India have a significant role that is playing there. Uh, but yes. what I'm interested in, before they get to that position, I'm interested in the development, the building of that mindset, no? Uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, if you don't invest, okay, I want to believe that there is this urge to be able to create something for yourself because you didn't see it available, no? Of course, that is basically what entrepreneur is, in that you are solving problem by providing solution to the problem that you find in your society. But one thing I want to understand from there is, is there any way the government in India have invested in a significant way in the people in terms of technology, in terms of projecting the future? that maybe other people, other countries can learn from. Because like I'm saying, India and Nigeria got independent the same year. So yeah. India have moved ahead a lot. We are still far behind. 
So we are trying okay. to find what can we learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk from the perspective of India. One thing which I say that there are lots of government initiatives to set up, or you know, many states have their own, um, you know, free zones where companies can be set up at a lower budget, uh, because they they might get subsidy for their water, electricity, or even the rent. To that matter, they are called special zones, which are set up, and every state is. having a kind of competition to woo the uh, you know investors and business people to set up their own firms there we can see lots of examples of you know some some states poaching the other entrepreneurs from a state to the other because every state is looking towards every state you now india is a sovereign state where you will see the the states have their own independence and they are almost fully um, you know absolutely independent Uh, although the state uh, the government federal support is there they are fully on their own so they have to make their own uh, you know opportunities for their own people otherwise there will be an internal uh, you know uh, unemployment issue there um, in many many states in india there are lots of very attractive uh, opportunities for the entrepreneurs for the business people to invest set up their own firms and a government has a lot of you know like a single window uh, you know opportunity for them to invest that means at at one particular counter they can have all the licensing and everything to start an industry those are done in india in many parts many states in india i must tell you hmm. that is very interesting because <laughs> if you want to expect maybe the central government to provide everything for you is going to be a uh, very challenging which is the case in many country like in my country which is uh, nigeria uh, i believe that is one of the problem that we actually are having okay i'm not going to dominate the conversation with the situation right. of nigeria but since okay there is a lot of relevance between uh, nigerian and um, and india because we had the same uh in english as the colonial of the territory and we got independent the say uh the say yeah so okay. it will be expected that we have a lot to learn from each other so that is from the point of view i'm trying to ask you those uh, those questions uh, because i remember also in in nigeria there was a time that we were more of um uh, of regional based uh, for this season for this reason so region mm-hmm. were developing uh, uh very well because of course they could look at their problem as their problem to solve Well, today yeah. we are a kind of a federal based uh, as mm. a structure everything is looking towards the federal government to provide a solution but yeah. if you allow the state a certain autonomy to be able to say okay this is your problem mm. go and find solution to your problem then there is exactly. going to be a kind of competition even within uh, the, exactly. the country exactly. and this competition can be very heavy so this yes. is where i'm trying to see if there is anything we can really you can really explain to me more in those areas. anyway of course we are going to move on from there just now Right. Yeah. Over here, I appreciate that the way in which you have easily captured the points. Yes, we were talking about right from India and Nigeria. Yes, very interesting. Now, uh, you mentioned about the previous thing. You know, despite all this, uh, you know, state-wise funding and the initiatives taken, uh, you can find many of the people from Kerala, okay, in the southern tip of India, uh, still moving out to different parts of the world. You name any country, you'll find you know entrepreneurs, even uh, you know. people who set up small shops coffee houses across the world okay there i remember the cartoon where you know there was a f- first landing on the uh, on the moon and they found a tea shop vendor from kerala who is already there so that is how <laughs> we are we are popular for you know because they are found everywhere because uh, one of the reasons is you know, because of the reason the reason is the push factor more than the pull factor it's a reason why we when we need where we need to find our own livelihood so that makes us move around i mean where the reason where the reason i'm here in in the middle east uh, you know is you know that speaks about uh, of, of itself mm-hmm. yeah that, that's interesting that's interesting uh, because of course uh, okay probably this is what the only the last thing i'm going to say related to nation so that we can move to our conversation of the day is that right. i think that the country the the economy that we have today which is uh, mostly based on service it is important that uh, countries realize that the investment that you can have the best you can have is to invest right. in your people to train your manpower so that they can even be uh they can even be exported in a sense mm-hmm. of going to other countries and contribute to them but come back um bring yeah. to 
to yeah, your country. Yeah. Look Correct. at China, for example. You know, China goes to many parts of the world. Africa, in this case, because okay, I'm from Africa. When they get a lot of contract there, they bring in their people to come and do the job. Okay. Okay, mm. in terms of international business, there are some areas that we might uh, there might be some areas that we might accept or not accept them. But the point is that they have people that are trained to do the job. Just give them the contract, they get it done. Correct. So if you are a country that wants to survive in the economy that we have today, you must train your people. But if you don't exactly. train them, you are yeah. going to suffer. If you right, suffer. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll end up with one note here, you know, uh, while we say that, you know, uh, while we are also proud that we have qualified people in India, unfortunately, there's a big hue and cry on the brain drain that happens, because once they finish the graduation, they are qualified, other countries benefit, I think you indicated that, that prompted me to say this, other countries benefit from the graduates who are from India. So that's also causing a, you know, a big brain drain. And I don't think hardly anybody would think about coming back because uh, the host countries there provide a lot of facilities and including the, you know, the lifestyle difference there. So they may not think about coming back, unfortunately, or they well, might well, like it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that is absolutely the, the situation compared uh, looking at the, the father. Most of the country, most of the people that are living overseas, even for the point of view of reference, if I'm a young Indian, Indian uh, citizen growing up in Mumbai, uh, I look at maybe Google, looking at the person that is heading Google is from India. That yes. should give me a lot of pride in myself. That should exactly. even help in a way of how I want to project myself in the world. Even though Correct. they don't necessarily need to go back and start living in India, for mm. the fact that they are India, they have a little bit of India accent. They have a little bit of India dressing. And they are heading this giant multinational company. There are a lot of advantages that India can get from there. Even in terms of investment, they are, they are not they are human beings. Yeah, they have a, a lot of yeah, advantages, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, having said that, you know, they have the brain drain. I must tell you that uh, the, I'm an alumni, I mean, we, we have an alumni association for the Indian Institute of Technology, Bombay, uh, where major tech giants, okay, many people who have uh, graduated from the IIT Bombay are leading the global institutions. Yeah, they contribute, is. they contribute, uh, you know, financially, to uh, their alma mater and which is very positive actually which in turn helps the state and the country yeah yeah, as you yeah, mentioned. yeah, yeah. Mm, absolutely very important all right uh, dr binu now let's move to uh the the the, um, the central piece of today's conversation which is business writing how did right. you get into business writing because that is where i'm going to spend most of the time just now yeah um Abhi, as i started with my language skills literature and language skills then came to the Middle East where it was found to be more of communicative English. Communicative here means you know, writing and speaking and listening and reading this word. And basically the, the institution which I joined uh, caters to the, the financial employees, the banking and financial employees. So we have a training department and in this training department, the college has helped me to groom myself as a trainer, as a corporate trainer. They were trained trainer programs and I could certify those and I'm a certified trainer at the moment besides my graduate level teaching uh, at the college okay I'm also uh, uh, having a, a, a good amount of time spent on training the corporate clients which includes most of the banking and financial sector employees in Oman for upgrading their skills and one particular skill is focused for me is business writing business writing, business communication. So this soft skill is um, perhaps, you know, when we pass off from the college, we may not realize the importance of the soft skills. The soft skills, when they start working, you know, they realize the importance of communication. Because I was just reading Warren Buffett uh, took a Dale Carnegie public speaking course in 1951. So I mean, many people realize the importance of communication once. And I have lots of friends, lots of plenty of friends in Oman and in India. And they invest a lot of personal, I mean, time and money on self-development, especially on communication. 
many of them have joined toastmasters which you are aware of the international toastmasters so they are trying to improve their own self they realized it after they joined the firm because you see great leaders are all good communicators <laughs> that is <Okay>. powerful <laughs> on the on the other hand you know um, if you are not a good communicator you have a big challenge of becoming a leader absolutely so, absolutely uh, here in the banking and financial uh, you know in in oman particularly they send lot of their you know, graduate basically the omani the young you know national graduates for upgrading their qualification and they have a project for that they have a vision at 2040 for oman which you know in which focuses on soft skills particularly it's called future skills and one of them is basically the soft skills the writing <laughs> this is what we are talking about though that if you are a country that want to be significant in the world you must have a plan you must have a project for your population yes. look at most That's of true. you that are coming from india another part of the world coming to teach in the middle east teaching them about english not just about how to speak but how to speak professionally Correct. at the country in in the middle east are paying you because they want to arm their population with knowledge exactly Correct. and knowledge Correct. is a new currency yes exactly <laughs> absolutely abhi uh, what we perhaps you know when i look at my indian uh, colleagues and expatriate population here even when i was in the school uh, i was a very average student i never went on the stage perhaps i was so scared i never spoke on the stage um you know all these things can happen later on when you realize that now you didn't get an exposure to speak in public so you realize you so you have to develop on that area because uh one of the areas of weakness i would see from the indian students uh, at least in in my generation students where they were very poor public speakers in front of to talk to a group of people or in a meeting okay me included so i you know i had to focus particularly on that skill to enhance it but one thing is there you know having mentioned that now i was a very average student in the school not even once i went on to the stage if i can improve anybody else can improve and that's the you know magic of soft skills you focus on it soft skills uh whether speaking or writing particularly is it's like a muscle you 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 practice on those muscles and you can flex it regularly it improves and that's what the soft skills is all about so writing also you know it doesn't happen overnight you won't become a great writer but you can always improve your writing skills improve your language communication perhaps it was easier for me because my base basis was on language and literature so for me to develop a focus on business communication business writing was not much of a difficulty other than you know focusing with my mindset towards that particular goal mhm all right uh now I want to believe that some people don't even understand what you mean by business writing because they say oh, where writing what is business writing help us clarify that Yeah let's talk about business writing in the perspective first you know the big the big canvas is a soft skill the soft skills are the biggest canvas there and out of that soft skills you can talk about communication interpersonal skills uh being flexible uh team working skills work ethics time management attitude these are all soft skills that we all come across but the thing is most important thing is many people do not realize the importance of soft skills until it's a bit too late several studies have found out that success is not based on hard skills but 80% of human success is based on soft skills people know how that's there which is very important but you need to have a good balance of hard and the soft skills in order to become successful in your career and the workplace as i say um, hard skills might get you to the interview but soft skills will take you further towards your career or to you know <laughs> get promotions that's interesting <laughs> yeah all right okay we do now help me get this point clear now somebody get this uh, this gist that you are uh, sharing on and uh, the person say okay i want to develop this area of my life no uh, because like you were saying you were the best starting out uh, in the area of soft skill whether in communication uh, coming out in public and speak and this is true for 
many people that become expert in the world because if you're already good at the thing you necessarily don't need to improve on it it's like you want to be rich if you already have money you don't need to be rich because you already have it though if you want to be rich meaning you don't have enough no so you need to find out the strategy on how to get there now in this area of developing your soft skills where do you think somebody should start from as a kind of okay. a baseline yeah yeah the first starting point is the mindset you decide whether you want to improve so self motivation is the initial stage for improvement for any skill for that matter you talk about uh, you know swimming or cycling or riding bikes the first thing is are you interested in it because you said that you know you have mentioned already that you find the need that you know if you don't improve it you won't become successful like you know if you're born with a silver spoon perhaps you don't need it because you have your parents hard earned money you are just enjoying it but when you realize that no you need to improve in your career and otherwise you'll get stagnated within the same position that's the realization and the stepping a uh, starting point i would say the next thing is where to find opportunities opportunities can be found in different different avenues okay one is that now that the internet is available there are lots of lots of plenty of uh, uh, youtube videos okay channels will be sending giving you free opportunities for improvement on your writing skills lots of you know lots of things i have subscribed to many of them and i myself study listen to videos on a regular basis i have selected i have made my own selected i have subscribed to many of those world leaders and that's one point you can improve upon your skills basically business skills you start with looking at those videos listening to those videos especially look at those uh, you know soft skills uh, writing skills should not be done independently or you know exclusive uh, excluding the the context in which you are in so always look at the the management perspective uh, in in what organization for example if you ask 10 hiring managers 10 of them will say 10 different list on the soft skills but one of them will be very common communication skills it's a top of the list for many recruitment agencies now how much of these soft skills are um, taught separately in the colleges we are not sure but many have it many have it for example if you have a project a group work you're actually learning a lot of skills to deal with people talk to people negotiate discussions team working skills time management there is a plethora of other material that you uh, other skills that you learn within the teamwork perhaps we don't realize it when we do the teamwork in the college that we are learning this we might have if, if it is an international group of students we might have a heterogeneous group where everybody not everybody will be you know having our faith or religion or the way in which they outlook everything is different but you still have to be in the same team because there the idea is important uh not the individual so you have to find out that you know one of the skills again when talking about um, you know in the business world is team working skills yeah, i have my graduate students we have group projects so invariably every semester a couple of students do come to me saying that can i do this alone <laughs> okay so i can understand because i was a person like that and i would have if there was a chance i would have asked like that can i do this alone because whereas if you look at now today um, companies do not want individual brainies now unless they have they have the collaborative skills they share among the colleagues we are not looking at you know individual spark of brilliant sitting in the corner of the company we need we need a group of individuals working together and that's why many studies have found out that you know the when the company downsizes the first ones to leave the company are the loners <laughs> studies have found because management would not like to leave a team player because they know that a team player is of value to us because they have a team is an integral part of a team whereas a loner can be replaced easily so even we we tell the students about the importance of team working skills when you are in the organization and perhaps we don't realize it we still find yeah i want to study alone i want to do a performance alone but that doesn't work team working skills is essential for hiring managers if you do not have team working networking skills 
you have a big deficiency it's a big challenge on you so no time no no issues you can still develop on these areas yeah yeah you can still develop on this area that's interesting uh, that is also one of the most important part of it no in that you don't necessarily need to be born with these skills but you can actually learn them that is really very interesting with me you don't you are not limited by anything you can start today you can you think you can stop just start regretting ah, i didn't learn it yesterday no leave yesterday alone now at this moment you can start you exactly. can start <laughs> exactly yeah it's an incremental process you know you learn bit by bit you learn 10 words on a day or 15 words on a day and don't learn the words independently as words but see how it is used in the context uh, you know google gives a lot of uh, you know examples of how the words can be used within a phrase within a statement within a context that can be learned so it's an incremental process that can definitely will improve uh, over a period of time mm -hmm. that's good all right now let's look at a company uh, contracting you or what it will benefit from your business writing because now let's look at a practical example what would they need why would they need to contact you to write business to do business writing for them all right okay that's a good question see um as i said you know our college caters the you know we are under the central bank of oman so we basically have um, uh, you know you know companies and establishments which are in the financial sector all the banks are our clients so they send their staff regularly to improve their email and memo writing skills because we said earlier communication is the topmost soft skills in every hiring manager's list out of that you know technology magnifies the skills now whether you use email whether you use a you know podcast or anything for that matter or you write draft policies you are in the hr you write a memo you write a circular the essential part is there should be somebody who can write effective communication and in this part of the world again uh, because of the progress and the connectivity to the world outside most of the organizations prefer bilinguals and that, which means that not even if there is a, a strong drive for nationalization job policy they still need to have the national work staff to be well versed with english language also because you're you're, you're doing business with the outside world you cannot just cocoon yourself and sit in your own cabin or your office so <laughs> you <will important>. die. <laughs> yes and there's hardly any progress you said the china's example earlier okay the chinese have become more successful perhaps when they start looking at learning english communication mm -hmm. they can sell their products much you can see much better user manuals these days from china which perhaps you know in my childhood days i found lots of errors grammatical mistakes but nowadays that has improved drastically so i'm sure that there is a lot of investment from the chinese government on training english communicative skills there mm -hmm. as well yeah 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 because it's international we are you know i think what is the most beautiful part of the world we live in today is that the world has really not not only a kind of figurative expression that the world has become a village in literary sense of it the world has become a village yes now, a global village okay. yes so i have a business my in my business we create uh, content for company for people individual mm -hmm. or a company who need content for their for their job mm, mm. for that to run their business so most of my writer most of the people that are working with me they are not in italy even though i live in italy you mm. can be anywhere it's just a question of contacting this is what i need go and prepare it for me it is mm -hmm. done it is simple and that is why that is how of course i managed to know a lot of idiom because uh, okay we have a lot of things to do i can't do it all alone no one yeah. can do it alone so the question of networking outsourcing outsourcing is, yeah, yeah outsourcing all these are part of things that we didn't know before nobody knew this before but now Correct. they have become a, a pivotal role in our life and in our businesses all right now uh what are the business advantages of learning how to write business right okay then you have to write business right only how to do business writing what do yeah. i have to benefit as a writer as a business writer looking at you mm. for example okay so one thing is is not uh, when you write in in any sort of any any sort of company will uh, largely depend on the staff the personnel's communicative abilities and if you are in a leadership position 
that is much more important because you have to instruct your staff you have to give orders you have to and also you have to be a good listener also in communication so in in a writing world when somebody invests on it it actually improves the staff to communicate with each other in a better fashion because communication is not about writing words also to know the tone of words that that we are using and when you say the tone of words yeah just give an example is uh, you know you can a situation where one manager said you will not get the loan as you have not signed the forms the other manager said you will get the loan as soon as you sign the forms <laughs> okay now that is the same scenario same scenario but the approach of one person and the other person is it's a huge difference one has a positive one manager is looking for business he wants people to take loan from his bank so you will get the loan as soon as you sign the forms the other one says you will not get the loan uh, if you don't sign the forms so look at the negative approach the person when they listen to words have such power i think uh, you know it goes without saying words have such positive or negative power and what we hear what we read will have definitely an impact so today's business uh, as you all uh, agree you know over here also uh, today's business is not about products it's about service you go to any supermarket every nook and corner of the street you have supermarkets you have similar products and more or less the same price what makes you go back to the same supermarket it is not just the product it is a service so today you know think about uh, you know service in all the service industries whether it is banks restaurants supermarkets or you know textile showrooms everywhere it's not the material it's not the product that time is over you know you can say the our product is better and it's not the product game now the today's game is the service game so if you're good to deal with customers if you're good to speak to customers well the other day i went to a supermarket and then one of this chap was i went to buy a bottle of perfume and this i have a, a, a special brand always i say so this time this chap is a really smart one okay an indian guy must tell you so anyway he was telling me um so try this one this is a new one and you try the you might like it and i like the product and i bought that one so he has actually see in business we call it you know uh, upselling and cross selling he has upsold <laughs> this this is the economy of service no longer economy of just product i have this this is the best exactly. another now exactly. tell tell me tell me about the transition how do we transit because the the economy have already transit if we didn't know that we're sorry about it we are living in a different kind of economy how do we also transit in our mentality uh, to understand that we are because okay now by saying the economy have transit i'm saying that the customers have become more sophisticated yeah if you don't correct. treat them well they are not going to patronize you exactly so how do we prepare our mind to transit properly help us yeah, with that so that so see the rising competition these days you now as across the world there is a lot of competition on entrepreneurship so better ones you know product uh, improvement can done technologically it can advance product but most important thing is to sell product and that you that where you need the communicate skills uh, a sales person who can market i mean uh, to sell a product in a much better fashion will definitely be of much demand because it is not just a product maybe you have a brilliant product but if you're not able to market well uh, that efficiency that's a that's a big loss for you as a company so uh, service industry have realized this as that it is not just no they've gone out the days when you can uh, you know buyers beware you know so gone are the days that we you take now look at this companies they have a in in oman we have a 14 day return policy and the us they have i think 30 day return policy and not about nigeria uh the return policy if you buy any product you can just return the product saying that i'm not happy with it <laughs> that is interesting do, do you have that do you have that in in, in yeah, your yeah. place yeah yeah we have it of course i'm i'm living in intel of course we do have it here is guaranteed it to guaranteed even if you go to the supermarket and you buy something and you realize you don't okay i'm not talking about buy a pant or uh, or some itinon thing on but if it you went to buy a cap you didn't like it, you can return it they give you back your money or exactly. okay there are some little variation that they might tell you okay we will give it you the money but not in cash take something else so yeah. it means that the customer the way we treat customer you don't have a choice as in 
I don't exactly. want to treat you right. You are you yeah. will go out of business. Yeah. So um, as they say in in service industry, particularly restaurants and hotels, it's not product that you have. Okay, you have the best suite in this hotel. How you deal with it? They always say that quality is remembered, whereas the cost is forgotten. You may not realize how much you paid for a last vacation, but you will realize the smile on her face of the customer's service agent. You will remember a good experience, or even vice versa. That will last forever. So next time you think about it, see, always remember this. You know, I tell this in the training also. Imagine a bank has 100 customers, and came back and said, "You have your bank has horrible service. Okay, it's very slow in the process." Now, as a bank manager, you cannot be complacent saying that 98 customers didn't say anything. <laughs> These two customers are, in fact, maybe representations of another twenty, thirty customers. Most of the customers do not come back and tell you; they are silent customers, but they have word-of-mouth publicity. They give a lot of publicity on positives and negatives, where they say that ah, that's a horrible branch; don't go there. They tell their friends, they tell their family, so. Irrespective of the million-dollar advertisements that you have, the billboards and the jingle, the radio, you created your own damage because how you treated your customers. As I always say, the chain is as strong as the weakest link. So if you have weak links in your organization, that is a threat for you because that's what. See, you are the face of your organization. It is not the board. It's not the color. It is not the font or the logo. You are the face. So, how you treat your customers? Now, how will you speak to your customers? How? Right? So, every business letter that we send to the customer is a hallmark of your organization. It represents. Mm-hmm. It's an ambassador. Had it been possible, we could have gone and spoken to the person in business, saying that now this is what it is. Now, it's not possible in business. So, we write business letters. So, business letters have as are as important as of an ambassador. You're sending to another country. They're a big representation. So, from the envelope, if it is a physical envelope itself, they will judge. People will judge how the envelope is, how the font, how well you have printed, the quality of your paper. And these days, the quality of your email, the content of the email, the signature file, how well, how polished you are in your approach, that is really, really important. Okay, because in business writing, we always say uh, courtesy and communication. Just like we say, you know, dear Mister is a courtesy. <laughs> okay, it's really important. Regards. Yeah, 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 yeah abso- absolutely. Um, I remember that, that should be a couple of months ago. I interviewed a lady in UK uh, who wrote a book, a very interesting book actually, uh, which is titled "Customer Service." Okay, this time she was looking at uh, the diaspora, the the Caribbean, and the African community in the, in UK. And of course, it's something that you cannot just ignore. It's too important how you treat your customer. Because your customers are actually your boss. They are the one footy the bee. Without them, you are out of business. So it, it's just natural that you know how to treat them perfectly. All right. Now, uh, we are moving towards the end of the, of the episode. Uh, the question I want to ask you now, Dr. Bino, is say somebody wants to learn some of the most important things about business writing. What would you say are five of the most important, three if you want to limit it to, that somebody, a writer of a business um, content should pay attention to? Please. So you, you, you asked one of the most pertinent questions for writers. You know, one of the main areas of writing to focus is before you write any part of business uh, element, be it an email, be it a letter or a report, uh, always think about the receiver. Who is my receiver? What is the common feat that I have it within the receiver? What is it I can, uh, you know, listen? I I can convey to the receiver whether we have the same background information. The receiver is the most important thing of communication. So if you can visualize your receiver before you start writing, you will personalize it. You need to customize. You need to adapt the reader's level. But think about you as a person again uh, there was a style of writing i mean this i think i i met extended to one more saying that there's a big between academic writing and business writing in academic writing 
we write to impress your professor in business writing it is to express your thoughts in simple words simple language simple structure on an email write no more than 3 lines on an email limit your number of paragraphs because online people have the attention span of a grasshopper as one of the authors says <laughs> one of the authors has said about it before so uh, stephen king to be precise um, so a lot of distraction happens so make your especially this email communication it is quick at the same time be effective if you want to be effective in communication one thing is think about your receiver just like we said about uh, customer centric or student centric teaching nowadays think about the customer centric always think about who is my receiver at the end of it and always do remember to proof check proof checking need not be done by you if it is an important session always give enlist another person to read your email because even if i read my email 10 times i can't see the word which i missed out because the idea is in my mind so i read it in my mind whereas another person a second person would read it whether it is on the print i mean on the well, yeah on the copy yeah on the copy so you know sometimes we have this you know in in uh, many places we have the maker checker concept who are the makers it could be the ceo it could be the manager there should be another person because two heads are better than one and four eyes are better than two the same concept have somebody else to enlist okay need not be don't do not think that you know i'm you know i'm a professor of english so i can you know i write perfect english no there's a lot of mistakes i found myself in my letters later on others point out be ready to accept be ready to adapt to the situations so think about the receiver first of all in your writing your letters and always proof check proof your writing okay that is the second element third thing is be specific what do you want the reader to do after reading my message any time we receive emails and then we we wonder what do you want me to do so be specific and write the action point in business communication we call it as bluff b l u f bottom line up in an email be specific i want to know three things from you since i'm going to write this report to the management so that top line itself specifies what i am going to tell you and then later on as much as possible use numbers or bullet points wherever possible so when i say i want three things from you one is use endless one one two and three so this makes the reader uh, more understanding of what you are trying to convey we call this as readability statistics which says that an email which has numerical values no less less number of words and each line which very specific focus will be much well appreciated and responded to by the reader okay so this is another element use bullet points underline maybe a thing use subheadings uh, numbering systems highlight something these days i can see some people highlight the most important thing and towards the end also last thing please send this report by thursday 12 noon now that is an action point for me not leave an email or a writing uh, just open okay please send it to me give a deadline i mean you can't perhaps give a deadline to your boss but then to your colleagues to your subordinates <laughs> okay you can definitely make you know or we can we have different way to give deadlines to the bosses because i have had some experience where some bosses were uh, uh, you know very particular with i mean very sticky situation where i had some sticky situation where i was a junior so uh, this boss was telling how can you know any junior person give me a deadline so that was it so one of my senior colleagues advised me don't give a deadline tell that no we would like to submit the report to the management before this particular date so that's an indirect way of giving a deadline to the person and that worked so always give a specific deadline towards the end if possible or a specific line of action and if there's no action that is required you can say no thank you and we expect your cooperation in this regard it's fine so always end the letter on a positive note so these That's are the good. things which uh, which i would like to you know tell you one thing is as we mentioned earlier think about the 
the the re receiver we call it as a you attitude also think about the you not about we try to reduce more of i and we and try to write out more of you you would be happy to receive okay you would be happy to find that not you know i am pleased to tell you perspective i am pleased <laughs> whereas when you say you advertisement agencies use a lot of this you approach yeah, yeah. Say, because because it's effective right is effective it draws your attention it maybe satisfies the ego of the reader <laughs> okay yeah it's all about how we communicate yes yeah yeah and it's all about it's all about the receiver at the end of the day like you already pointed out right yeah that's right <clears throat> all right thank you so much now how can people connect with you say maybe they want to do business with you they want to uh, sort of get to uh, to know you better yeah so um i have my email address is there it's my full name binu james matthew at yahoo.com binu james matthew at gmail.com I have a small YouTube channel, so I—that's my name, Binu James Matthew. Uh, it's my passion for you know music as well as uh, educational content will be there. So if anybody is interested, they can definitely uh, find it. You can uh, see that uh, YouTube link also towards the end. Now, uh, what would be your final statement? Because we have talked about uh, business writing as a big content here. Of course, uh, the main content here. Of course, we have talked about you also and other things. Uh, how would you? conclude this conversation it might be a message of yours uh, maybe to people who are writing a business or to your student i don't know uh, conclude it in your own way please go so uh, remember that effective writing carefully planned thoroughly researched and clearly present so if you are planning to write something always take some time because just like a smart wood will always sharpen the axe and then cut always think about what element that you need to uh, include in your writing what you can exclude in your writing what is essential be there in the writing include only that much nobody in the world has got time to read long essays be precise and we said earlier bottom line upfront in our in email tell what exactly is expected in this email towards the end end on a positive note and give a timeline if possible or if it is necessary for it so a well researched business letters will be appreciated and if you are a good effective writer you have much better chance of getting a promotion because it increases your chance of getting a promotion imagine somebody is a good writer and somebody is weak in their communicative skills the management would always prefer somebody with good writing skills communicative skills and good networking skills invest on yourself invest on time and the money and the effort there are lots of training programs available invest on it you can certainly develop because writing is a skill skill is different from inborn ability skill can be enhanced over by doing practicing over and over again yeah thank you so much dr bini that really be very interesting i enjoyed the conversation and of yeah. course uh, uh, most of the guests that i bring uh, up here we never finish the conversation meaning that we're going to have another day to talk about some other thing that that you do uh because yeah yes uh, very, interesting, really very interesting very interesting you're doing a great job and i can have seen some of your podcasts also very useful i must tell you and it serves it's like a community service that you're doing for the rest of the world i appreciate yeah. that if you enjoy this podcast make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes Rate and review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead everyone for. Thank you so much for listening. I talk to you in the next episode.